Good morning. How's everyone this morning? All happy? Smiling? Who's not happy this morning? Who's expectant this morning? Who's expectant to be in church? To hear something from the Lord this morning? No one? Yes, I am. Because if we come and we don't have an expectant heart, what, what can we receive? A, f- a father always wants to give to his children when they have that expectant heart. So if we want to receive, we need to expect that the Lord will move and that He will speak with us. Amen? So, these last few weeks, months, we, we hear a lot about Holy Spirit. We, we hear about the outpouring the pouring of the of, of, of Holy Spirit, we hear about these last days. Um, we see and hear such, so many things on, on YouTube and Facebook and TikTok about the, the end of the times and Holy Spirit and everything. And even in scriptures, in, in John 14, um, the Lord said that He's going to send us His Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will be our helper. And we always see the Scriptures, we hear it, but we, we don't always know what it truly means. Like, who is, who is Holy Spirit? Who is, who is the helper? What help? Help with what? What do I need help with? You know, how do we receive that help if He's there to help? How do we receive it? What is the, um, the Holy Spirit look like? What is His function? And all these things that we just sort of take for granted because we don't hear it. We don't study about it. So we're going to speak about that today and also about what happens when we receive Holy Spirit within us. And today will be the part one. And we're also going to have a part two. And this is a test trial run that we'll have um, the 26th of March in the evening, we're going to have an evening service where, where I talk a little bit more about Holy Spirit, and, and we're going to do more practical things, and we're going to speak about what happens when we receive Holy Spirit. How does it show within our lives, um, and, and how does He show Himself? You know, we, we see all these things of, and we hear all these things of you know, people fall over when you pray for them, or people start to shake, or, or rattle, or sing, or holy laughter, and all those things. And many of these things are very uncomfortable for us, because we, we don't always understand truly what it means and how it works. So, for, for these next few weeks, today and Sunday the 26th, and might after that as well, we're going to speak about um, um, these things like and truly see what Scripture says, what we hear, and what happens. You know, what we see, is it from God? Is it from our own habit? Because there's stuff we can do out of habit, but we, it's a good habit, so it must be from God, not necessarily. And also, the fake, false spirit that tries to enter churches, houses, and how that tries to steal away the, f- the focus of what the Lord is doing and try to put the, f- the focus on that false the spirit. So that's what we're going to sp- speak about in this next few weeks, and 
I'm excited about it. How about you guys? You excited? Yeah, it will be good, ne? Say it, yeah. I say. So, before we start, let's pray. Let's pray. We thank you, Lord, again for this amazing in the morning. We thank you that we can be in your house this morning. We thank you for great worship. We thank you, Lord God, that you are alive and that we can bring worship and praise to a living God. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for who you are, Jesus. We thank you that you send your Holy Spirit to live amongst us and to help us in our daily walk. And I pray, Lord, that as we bring the word this morning, as we open up our hearts to you, that we are all confident to hear your voice. Lord God, I thank you that there will be no distractions that keep us from hearing your voice. And thank you, Lord, that we know, according to your scripture, you are here this morning. And I pray for each and everyone here to have that tangible um, feeling that you are here, that, they, that everyone here can feel your tangible presence. Thank you, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that, that you will just now come and anoint the word this the morning, Lord God. That it will not just be a, a good to hear word. That it will just not be a, a word that um, gives us a good feeling or wunderflies. But it will be a word, Lord God, that draw us all closer to you this morning. That put our focus on you, Jesus, and remove the focus from ourselves and the issues of our life. Let this morning be about you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, and to start off, let's turn to, to John 14, and we're going to read verse 15 and, um, to 18. John 14, verse 15 to 18. It, it'll be there on the board. And I'm going to read this morning from the New King James Version. You're all there. You can also find it on your phone on the, the Version app. You can read the Bible there if you didn't bring your own Bible. Verse 15, it says the following. It's now Jesus talking to his disciples, which we also are if we believe in him. And he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Dead, plain, simple. If you love me, keep my commandments. Verse 16. And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another helper, that He may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him, for He dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. They cannot receive because they don't want to receive the truth. The spirit of truth of the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. 
but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. That whole scripture is just full of promise after promise that the Lord has for each and every one of those who believe in him. Let me just start with a story. Who, um, uh, um, who here is married? Awesome. So, who has, not, and I'm, I'm speaking with the guys, who of you guys went with your wife to the shops? Or who goes with them to, 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 um, to do some shopping sometimes? You, you can be honest, there's, there's no harm to, yeah, yeah, donkey, donkey, Owens. Sometimes I also go with my wife to the shops, and, and she's like a, a whirlwind in the shop. And sometimes we get separated in the shop, especially in Sparta. Sparta, Marua Sparta is a big one. So how do I look for her? Am I going to spend some energy and just run around looking for her? No. I'm a bit older, so I'm wiser. Not working hard, working smart. So if I'm looking for her in the shops, I go like, For some reason, she reacts and the whirlwind comes back. The thing is, she knows, she knows that sound I make. She knows that uh, the whistle. It's, it's something that she knows in, in everywhere. Like we can be everywhere. She recognizes that and she responds to it, which is awesome. Yes. <laughs> she wants to say something, but it's a good thing the mic is off. But what I'm trying to, the principle I'm trying to, to, to bring from that situation is it, it's the same thing when it comes to us and, and how we relate to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. That he has a, a, a voice and he speaks to us constantly. And it helps for us to know his voice, to understand him, so that when he calls us and when he speaks with us, we can actually respond to him. Because otherwise he's just talking, speaking, and we just, and we miss him. So we need to, to know him because the only way to recognize his the voice is if we have a personal relationship with him, not know about him, not know about, yes, there is a God, yes, there is a Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and all those nice goody thingies, but not know God the Father personally. You don't know his heart. You don't know the heart of Jesus or the heart of Holy Spirit. If there's not that personal connection, you won't be able to recognize his voice when he speaks with you. So, so today I actually want to, to, to speak more about the person of Holy Spirit. We, we talk a lot about the Father and the Son, but today I want to, to speak more about Him as a person. Um, and to explain this, I'm just going to ask you guys to, to put on the first slide about the, um, the Trinity. So for us, who's, who's a little bit confused, I hope this, this picture makes more sense but you see that what we believe in as 
believers in Jesus is there's there's one God, but one God is made up of three separate um, the, the, the persons: the Father, who is not Jesus, who is not the Holy Spirit; the Son, Jesus, who is not the Father, who is not Holy Spirit; and Holy Spirit, which is not the Father and not the Son. But they all are eternal God. They all make up the God. They they all have a different function, which we're going to speak about as as a separate time. But 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 I just want to to let you see this picture, and hopefully this picture helps to to understand a, a little bit more of of how that all works, because it it can sound conf- confusing if I explain it. But if you see the picture, it makes more sense. And uh, um, and uh, and when we speak about um, uh, um, Holy Spirit, He is the Helper that Jesus said that He will send to us when He leaves to His the Father. So, you you guys can put on the next slide. So, what are the characteristics of Holy Spirit? What are His characteristics? And we all, if if we read the scriptures, we all know. That number one is he's all powerful. How can we say that? That he's he he's been involved from the beginning, beginning of all of the creation. He created the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He was he was there from the beginning, all of creation. He brought life. He spoke life, all of um, the creation. Then he's also all knowing. It says in, in 1 um, uh, Corinthians 2 and in, in Romans 11 that, that he, um, the Holy Spirit is all uh, knowing because why? Number one, He is eternal God and He created everything. So He knows also everything about everything. All knowing He's everywhere. In John 14, we read where it, it, Jesus says, because the um, Holy Spirit lives within people, within uh, believers as well. He's everywhere. He's eternal, which we said that. He's an uncreated God, which means there's no beginning, no end. And that's what we uh, believe as well. If, if you ever hear someone say that uh, the Holy Spirit or uh, Jesus was uh, created, then you know they follow the doctrine of demons. There's nothing like that. He's uncreated, eternal, no beginning, no end. He's holy, which means what? It, it means that he's separated from sin. So if he's totally, 100% separated from sin, he's holy. And, and that also sp- speaks about he's God. He's holy. He's love. Why do I say he's love? Because we can't love God, the Father, Jesus, if we are not born again, just a, a note. Because why? We don't have love within us yet, the love for the Father, the love of um, the Son. The Holy Spirit is love, so He brings that love within us, and it is that love that compels us to draw closer to the Father and the Son. He is love, He is truth, He is the Spirit of truth. He leads people with truth. 
So if you feel in your life that you're a bit misdirected and, and off, off, the, off the tracks, you can put a kin line, He leads you with where's the truth in your life. He will bring you back in line. He leads you with truth. He tells you what steps to take next. He leads you in truth. He's got a will. He's got a will. How? Because He decides what gifts of the Spirit to give to who and when and how much. So He decides. He has a will. He has emotions. Um, why do I, I, I say that? Because Scripture says, especially um, it's in Ephesians 4, verse 30, and Isaiah 63, verse 10. Especially believers, when we sin, we can grieve the Holy Spirit. So he's got emotions. We can grieve, grieve uh, in the Holy Spirit. And, uh, um, you know, with, within our charismatic Pentecostal ch ch churches, not always sure what's the difference, just, we'll just need happy clappies. Um, I'm not a denominational guy, but the thing is, we we tend to we tend to overemphasize on, on 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 we want to experience the Holy Spirit and all these things that happening. We want to see all these nice things that happen. Um, we want the gifts and everything that's that's with that. Which the Scripture says, yes, you must desire gifts and all those things. However, sometimes. Within all of that, we miss the one that gives the gifts. We miss the person of Holy Spirit. If you, if you um, say you're a guy and you're, you're uh, looking for a lady, because you're still single and ready to mingle, so you're looking for a date, man, and you just give gifts, gifts all the time, and she just loves the gifts, but she's non-responsive to you, how would it make you feel? So the same thing with Holy Spirit. If we just chase after all the gifts and the experiences, but we miss Him as a person, uh, it's not lacquer. It's not good. It will, it will hurt Him. His heart will be hurt because He wants to be known. And that leads us to the next thing where as our helper, sent by Jesus, what will He help us with? What will He help us with? How will He help us with? And there's an amazing scripture. We find the answer there in, in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 10. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 10. And it says the following, But God has revealed them to us before. But God has revealed them to us before. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. But God has revealed them to us before. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. So what's that them? What is that them? That them is... The Spirit searches out the deep things of God, the heart of God, not just the heart of the Encyclopedia Britannica or the heart of whoever else. He searches the heart of God. What is God's will? What, is, well, what, has, what the Lord has for you? He searches all that secrets, and then He shares that with you. So it's a, it's a, it's a 
profound thing that we sometimes miss, that it's a spiritual exchange between the Spirit of God and your spirit. It's a spiritual exchange, a supernatural exchange between the Spirit of God and our spirit. So that them, um, but God has revealed them to us before, that them, He reveals to us and He communicates to us the, the, the mysteries of God to those who love God. So He reveals the mysteries of God to those who love God. Now, if, if you can remember, I said you cannot love God without the Holy Spirit. It's interesting. So, when, before Jesus poured out His Holy Spirit on His, His, His disciples, they fought amongst themselves, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm the greatest. No, 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 I'm, I'm the greatest. No, 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 no. I, I, I said on His right-hand side, but the contest of Acts, I sat on his right-hand side. I'm the greatest. No, no, no. And they, they fought amongst themselves because why? They didn't understand yet. The Holy Spirit didn't reveal to them yet the mysteries of God. They didn't know yet. For them it was a mystery that the twelve left over baskets um, when, when, when the, the food and the fish, the bread and the fish um, multiplied, it actually represented them and their, the purpose for the 12 tribes of Israel, which is a sermon for another day. They didn't understand that yet because the Holy Spirit didn't reveal it to them yet. So the Holy Spirit only reveals to those who also love the Lord, which means those who are saved. Um, where am I? I'm lost. <laughs> I'm off my notes a little bit. So, if we turn to 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9, so that's just the verse before. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9. Okay, and it says, But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. So, so, the fact is, you cannot love God without Holy Spirit. You cannot love the Father or Jesus without Holy Spirit. If you don't believe in the Father and the Son, if you don't believe in the Scripture, there is no love within you, according to Scripture, because Holy Spirit brings that love within you. The true love. Um, can we um, can we put this the slide on? What is the purpose of Holy Spirit? So there's a slide there. The purpose of Holy Spirit. I hope it didn't confuse everyone there. Ah, there it is. So so, so we know now. Um, who is the Holy Spirit? We talked about his character. Characteristics, and, and now we're just going to speak shortly about his the, the purpose. What is the purpose of, of Holy Spirit? And there's a few. I've, I've just um, mentioned some there, but there's actually hundreds. Genesis one verse two: He was involved with the Father and the Son in creation. 
He empowers leaders. He teaches us. He guides us. He empowers us to be His witnesses. He lives within us, abides within us. So when we, when we receive salvation, He comes and lives within us. He sanctifies us. So that means when we allow Him, when He's in us, He makes us, he, he make us more pure, more like Jesus. He sanctifies us. So, so everything that is not of the Word of God, snip, snip, He throws it away. He makes us more holy to prepare us for one day when we meet our Father in heaven. Make sense? He opens our spiritual eyes. And that's, that's something that's, that's for me a very a, 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 a serious thing actually is if we read scriptures and we, we are unsure if we are saved or not, if we read scriptures but it just makes literally no sense, then we have to, th- to, to think truly, you know what, where are we with God? Where are we in our uh, relationship with Him? Because Scripture says, and I stand on what it says, that when you are a believer in Christ, His Holy Spirit will open up what this means. He will reveal the secrets of God to you. You will know what it means when there's the bread and the fish and the twelve and the baskets. You will know what it means that there is none here that is greater than another in His kingdom. You will begin to understand His kingdom, His principles. So He opens up our spiritual eyes and also not just understanding, but He opens up your eyes that you see things in the Spirit because we are actually spiritual beings. This is just something to interact with this world. Who believes me? Only half of church. We need to pray because we are spiritual beings. Um, he's involved in our salvation. So what does that mean? It means that if you are not saved yet and, and you come into close proximity, if you can put it that way for lack of a better word, with Holy Spirit, He just nudges you like, hey, come back home and stop your nonsense. Repent of your sin. Come back to your Father. And you're like, uh-uh, uh-uh, lose me. He prompts you the whole time. He's the one that draws you closer. Closer, but then it's up to you. Do you choose to, f- to follow him or do you choose to resist him? He's involved in your salvation. If that is his purpose, and Jesus sent Holy Spirit as helper, that leads us to the next question, and that is how do believers receive Holy Spirit? And I'm just going to also speak about this shortly because there's something else I want to talk about. So, there's the Lord and He sent us a helper. Now, you can, you can give someone a gift, but they don't have to receive it. 
They don't. They can say, no, no, they can try alles, because we've got everything. No, no. If your creator says, here's a gift, it's a good thing to accept it. It's as simple as that. So he gives you that option, that gift. You know what? Come, have eternal life with me. Here's the gift of my Holy Spirit. How do you receive that? So, can we put on around that next verse, um, and we're going to read this out loud as a church. Let's see if we know our scriptures. And it starts with, and please read with me, just the, f- the first bit. Um, where am I? I'm lost. I'm just going to stand like this. So, okay, you ready? One, two, three, you read with me. Okay, one, two, three. That if you confess, what does confess means? Speak out. So that if you confess with your mouth. So, just stop there for a second. So if you confess with your mouth. So what this means is if you study Scripture, it means that you don't confess like... No. You confess with your mouth. There's a reason you confess with your mouth. It's, it's, it's the Lord gave us a mouth to use it, and he says confess with your mouth, so that why? We can give witness to everyone around us that yes, I am now about to get saved. But also that you speak out, and everything also that we can't see, the unsee realm, all the spirits now know, oh, whoopee, we've got to be careful of that one. He's now a child of God. So let's just Let's be careful that everything and everyone knows. Because if you just keep your mouth shut, how will they know? Husband and wives, when you communicate, when you do not communicate with each other, let me put it that way, when you do not communicate, when you don't speak with each other, hmm, 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 Friction, because there's no true communication. She, she doesn't know my heart. I don't know her heart. Confusion steps in, so let, let there not be confusion. Anyway, I'm off my points. Um, so that if you confess with your mouth, the Lord, Jesus, well done, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be? you will be be saved. So let's just read the whole thing through once again, out loud, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that He has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Simple. It's not rocket science. It's it's very simple, but for some reason, some people keep Resisting, resisting, resisting. If you don't, um, where is that scripture now? I missed it. If you don't confess with your mouth and if you don't believe with your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will not be saved. This is, this is to do with our eternal lives. We need to understand 
how it works, we need to understand Holy Spirit and where He fits into all of this. So that's how we receive Holy Spirit is we truly believe, not with your lips. Like we say all these things, we say all the right things, but we don't act and live that way. Now that's lip service to the Lord. That doesn't mean you're saved. If you, if you, if you stand in a, a garage, it doesn't make you a car. If you go to church, it doesn't make you a believing Christian. You need to take that step. You need to take that step and truly believe it, not just lip service. Um, so yes, we must believe in the Son of God, that it, 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 Jesus is the Son. He died for us on the cross, and He was raised from the dead after three days by the power of Holy Spirit. That same Holy Spirit that raised Him from the dead is living within us. And, and today as well, as I speak, if you feel a stirring in your heart, like, you know, I have to make right with God, then please, at the end of this, this service, we will give you that opportunity for you to make right with God. It's necessary. So, what happens when Holy Spirit enters a believers? And you guys can put it on the next slide. I tried something here. So, so before you are saved, you've got a spirit, because we are spiritual beings, and you have a soul. So your soul is your, your mind, your thinking, your will, your emotions, um, angry, sad, whatever, your mind, your will, emotions. So the longer you stay not saved, that's um, um, your soul, the, the, uh, the outer the circle, gets sort of bigger, stronger, and it's like um, cement, it gets harder. We, 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 talk, we talk about the more you resist, your, you, you get a hardness of heart. Your heart, what like, not like that, but like the floor. Like it, it gets hard. So the more you resist God, the more you resist Him. And the more you resist Him, you just get harder and harder and harder. Because why? Let's take things way back to the beginning. In the beginning, um, like some people say, in the beginning, in the beginning, we got separated from God. People got separated from Him when Adam and Eve sinned. So that brought a separation between our spirit and the spirit of God. So our spirit died. It's dead. There's no life in it. It can't grow. It's dead. Now, if it's dead in your soul, your, where we are now in this world, it just sort of it takes, it takes over your spirit. It just controls everything. Um, you know, all our addictions and emotions, and it just controls and it just wrecks havoc within our lives. Your soul gets stronger and stronger. You reject God. You reject His scriptures. You reject His miraculous words. You don't believe in signs and wonders and all those things anymore because you don't experience Him. But what then happens, and you guys can, can switch to the next slide, what happens when you get saved? 
His Holy Spirit comes, and I'm going to use this word, He impregnates your spirit. It says in 2 Corinthians 5, you are now a new creation. So He is what we said before, He is the Spirit of life. He brought life into creation. So now when He's when, when the Spirit of the Lord, Holy Spirit, comes and enters your spirit, your spirit comes alive, and it starts to grow. And the more it grows through that thick skull of yours, that hard heart that we sometimes have, the more it expands and expands, and the Lord gives us a new heart, a heart of flesh, not a heart of stone anymore. So we begin to be more open for Holy Spirit, for the Father, for Holy Spirit, Jesus, through, um, we're more open to His Scriptures, to everything here, because we allow Him. So that's what happens in our spirit when we receive life, when we receive Holy Spirit. And you can, you can have that there for a moment, the slide. But I'm just going to say a few things here, that the Holy Spirit brings new life to believers. So it means He regenerates us. He baptizes us. He comes and lives within us. He seals us. Just on that seal, we, we hear a lot about the sign of the beast, and we talk about, who the devil. I'm not sure which mark and whatever. Here's my thought, and it's only opinion, so don't, don't take it from Scripture, but this is my opinion, is that Scripture says that when we receive Jesus as our Savior and the Holy Spirit comes and lives within us, that the Father God seals us with His Spirit, which means we are marked. So we already have a mark when we're a believer, which means if you do not have that mark, then that's a mark of the Antichrist. Forget about things in your wrist that can pay things or whatever. That's just that's awesome technology. It's not necessarily the mark of the beast. Rather worry about, do I have the mark of the Father? Am I sealed with Holy Spirit? That's the question we need to ask. Don't worry about the enemy. It's already taken care of. Um, so we are sealed by God. That we are now His. He gives us gifts. The Holy Spirit has for us gifts. He fills us. He empowers us. He empowers us. Um, okay, you can, you can remove that screen now. Scripture really emerges us to be filled with Holy Spirit. In Ephesians 5, um, we, we, we are instructed where it says in Ephesians 5 verse 18, um, it's not on the screen, but it says, be filled with the Spirit. Now, if you look in, in that Scripture, Ephesians 5 verse 18, be filled with the Spirit. If you study it, you do your Hebrew research and Greek and everything, you'll see that it's not a it's not an option that the Lord gives to believers. Like what is it, Owens? 
kan as jy wil. It, it's, it's, a, it's a command. It's not just a mere option. It's a command to be filled with the Spirit. And it's also, it's not just a command, it's present tense. So those who knows the languages, I felt Afrikaans, English, and everything at school, so... Um, but it, it means it's a continual thing. So it's not just a once-off thing. It's something you need to do every day. Be filled with the Spirit every day. What does that mean? How do you do it? So if we read the Scripture in context, it says, Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. To, do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. So, simple. Scriptures is not rocket science when you're a believer because the Lord reveals to you. But what that means is you can either get controlled by your soul and the flesh where you're looking for all the lakkerhoekies. Money, car, girls, gold, men, whatever. It's your fancy. You're looking for all those things. Or you can be filled with Holy Spirit and He leads you and He walks with you and everything you struggle with, you just help me, Holy Spirit, and He gives you the truth to go in the right direction. And the more you you, you abide, the more you lay down of yourself, the more you let Holy Spirit lead you, the more you, all these old things get left behind, the more you become Christ-like. Scripture says that we must become holy as He is holy. And we can only do that when we allow Holy Spirit to lead us. Not a good friend, which is also not a believer. Hear me right now. If they're not a believer, it's not really good advice. You must have spirit-filled people that walked before you that can lead you in the right direction. It's very, very important for us where we are now. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, means we are no longer controlled by ourselves. Um, and believers become filled with the Holy Spirit when they are fully yielded to the indwelling of the Spirit. And that's something I forgot to say, but even believers, we sometimes forget that we are free and we like to hold on to our past. And when we hold on to our past and our, the sinful things that we did, when we hold on to it, it sort of affects us. And when it affects us, it means that we can still resist Holy Spirit within us. I guess I want to, but yeah. wait, 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 wait. Just yield. In the end, it will be for us all a blessing when you just, just yield. Simple. pearl of wisdom. I put it on the board there. That people who are full of Holy Spirit 
behave accordingly. That is, they act in ways that please God. So if you sit here today and you, you recognize that Yo, there, is, there is a part in my life, in, my, in the, the, the being, which I know that I know that I know it's not pleasing the Lord. Awesome, that's okay, because that means it's Holy Spirit now saying, hey, you know what, there's something there, but, but, but it's okay. If you heal that and I will help you, then we together can get over it and we can move on. But we need to then just choose and make that a decision to let it go. And also, what Scripture wants for us is that we walk in Holy Spirit. Walk in the Holy Spirit. So if we try to do things in our own strength, have you seen how much true success you have if you do things in your own strength? It may look like success, but, but how, how does it show? Like you're overworked, you're frustrated, you get a divorce because you use so much attention in your work that you forgot your family, um, your kids don't know who you are because you're not at home, um, but yay, successful. Nah, I get alles. No, no, no. It may look like success, but it's success from the world. It's not of Him. So in your own strength, you do not have the power also to resist your evil inclinations of our sinful nature. But we can have victory over our sinful nature by depending on Holy Spirit. One last scripture. Can we turn to Galatians 5 verse 16? Galatians 5, verse 16. Galatians 5, 16. And it says there, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So it's not Pastor Johannes, what did he so say? It says it in Scripture. So if you're a believer and you believe Scripture, then you will believe what it says, and it says that if you walk in the Spirit, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So again, in other words, if there's an area in your life that you struggle with, if you struggle with addictions, with alcohol, with you know, pornography, or whatever, then the Holy Spirit is telling you today, you know what, you are not condemned to hell. No, no. He says, you know what? I'm here for you. I'm the helper sent by Jesus. Come. He invites you. Come. He extends his invitation to everyone this morning. He says, come. And, and I will help you. And again, that walk in the Spirit is a present tense verb. It's, it's something that we need to do every day. And sometimes we tend to forget, but that's, that's, where, that's where the Lord also wants us to have 
saved, truly believing, spirit-filled people around us to keep us accountable. Okay, doen we, jy het gesê, jy gaan dit doen, maar nou het jy vergeet, nee, yes, kis jammer, sorry, sorry, okay, cool, thanks for reminding me, thanks for helping me, not, oh, look man, you failed again, let's fix it with a dop and chop, nee, no, 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 that's not how it works in his kingdom, he draws you closer to God, not do anything that moves you away from him, make sense? As we yield, more of Christ's character are reproduced in our lives, slowly taking on His likeness. And another pearl of wisdom that says, as we depend on the Holy Spirit, we progressively become more and more like Jesus Christ. As we depend on the Holy Spirit, we progressively become more and more like Jesus Christ. In closing, can we just all have our eyes also closed for a moment? Let's all have our eyes closed for a moment. This is not the end of, of this, the service yet. So I want you all now to again just to stay in a focused, to keep still, to stay in a, in a focused and stay in the moment. And put your eyes towards heaven, your spiritual eyes, your heart, and ask the Holy Spirit this morning, where are you in your walk with the Father? Where are you in your walk with Jesus? Like I said in the beginning, in, in this sermon, there's going to be a time within this the sermon where your heart will be stirred with the Holy Spirit, not me, not my words, where the Holy Spirit will speak to your heart and say, Hey, Yanni, Sunny, whatever your name is, you need to make right with God. You have not truly yet turned your life over and accepted Jesus as your Savior. And He's giving you the opportunity now to make right. Time of playing chairs are gone, my friends. You can all see. Now is the time to make a decision in your heart. I'm not going to let you stand up or run to the front or anything. So don't be scared about that. Just, just respond to the answering of the Holy Spirit in your heart now if He speaks to you and say, you need to surrender your life today. You need to surrender your life today. If there's anyone here this morning that have not fully surrendered or someone who is unsure if they are saved, now is the time. Now is the time. If there's, if there's one, someone here, I would just 
like you to, to just quickly raise your hand that I can see you. That I can see your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for those two people that just raised their hands. And as a church, I want us to pray this prayer together. But remember, it says in Scripture, like we just read, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So it's something like we said, we're going to speak out loud this morning so that everything and everyone will hear. And in the end, we will rejoice. It says that in heaven, angels rejoice when even one person gives their heart to Jesus. So as a church, let's just pray this prayer out loud together. You can repeat after me. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your love. We thank you for sending us a helper. We thank you, Holy Spirit. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, for now coming and drawing me to Jesus. I come before you, Holy Spirit. I come before you, Jesus. And Father God, and I confess that I am a sinner. But I come before you now and I confess with my mouth and with my heart that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus is the Son of God, that Jesus died for my sins, was raised after three days, and ascended to the Father. I come, Father, and I confess this with my heart that I fully believe in your Son. And, and by be believing, Lord Jesus, you say in your Scripture that I am now a child of God. I am now a part of your eternal family. I thank you, Jesus. Amen. Let's just all give a hand for those people. Thank you. That's an awesome thing that happened. And, and the, the people that uh, raised their hands, I'm just going to ask you um, afterwards to come and, and speak with me quickly. The angels are now in heaven. They rejoicing because of those who raised their hands this morning. The family just got bigger. Amen. So we have to keep ourselves accountable. But I'm not done yet. I'm nearly done. I'm, I'm one minute over time, says my wife. <laughs> but just to conclude is, and let's, let's just have our eyes again closed. Let's have our eyes closed again. Like I know we've, we've no, 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 no focused now on, on 
if we, we, we saved or not. And this, I thank you for the people that, that now are. And I thank that everyone else are also saved or made that decision. But I want everyone to ask themselves one last question. And that is, how do you know that you are filled with Holy Spirit? How does your commitment look when it comes to spending time with God? How does your commitment look when it comes to spending time in His church with His church, the family? How does your commitment look in the sense that you share the good news of scriptures with others? How does your commitment look in the sense, how much do you love people? Where's your focus? Is it on you or is it on God and establishing His kingdom on earth? And I truly pray this morning that, that Holy Spirit will come and reveal to us, because He's a revealer, that He comes and reveals to you and me where it is in our lives where we still need to yield ourselves to Him. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for this the morning, Lord God. We thank you for your word this morning. We thank you. Holy Spirit, for being here this morning. We thank you for your love, that you love us so much, Lord God, that you brought two more people into your kingdom, that you are an awesome God. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that as we leave here this morning, that you will not leave us, but you will continually work in our hearts speaking with us this week, Lord God, revealing to us your truth, Lord God, in everything that we do, where we go, who we speak to, how we carry ourselves, that our lives testify, Lord God, that we as believers are led by your Holy Spirit of truth. We thank you for that, Father. And I pray, Lord, as we are here as a church, and I just want um, if, if everyone can just lift up their hands towards heaven, can you just all lift your hands? And I pray, Holy Spirit, that as we as a church lift our hands to heaven, we just come and receive, Lord, a fresh infilling of your Holy Spirit in our lives. Come, Holy Spirit, I pray now just for a fresh infilling in our church. I pray, Lord, that as we are being filled by your Spirit, Lord, that you will bring peace to us all here that you will bring peace in our minds, our bodies, Lord God, that even as we pray now, Lord, we receive healing in our bodies because you are a Lord that brings healing. Holy Spirit, you are our healer. Come, Holy Spirit, just fill us now. Just fill us now with your presence. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen.